Them Jeans, Jason Stewart, how are you? This is the Ho Ho How Long Gone Christmas special. How are you feeling today? What did you just drop on the ground, dumbass? Hold on one second. That was my phone. Do you have to fix your phone? Are you going to do a screen repair right now? We just started the show. No, I'm not doing a screen repair. Sorry, our guest was texting me asking if there's a link. And I said, yeah, it's in your calendar mm-hmm. that you clearly don't check. Maybe because you have like a staff that does that for you. That's not her. I mean, is it her fault for not training her team correctly? Who knows? Uh, I mean, that's possible. There's a lot of issues out in the world right now. But luckily for me, oh, it's pouring rain in L.A. I'm in the holiday spirit. We we had a we had a celebratory dinner last night. Um, you know, I'm, I don't know. It, it, the room was heavily christmas theme do you okay well okay Chris. do we want uh because we have a guest on the food community food media world who i don't know if they will want to weigh in on you know whatever oh oh i think they will i don't criticism and commentary are you are you eating like a hairy bow right now oh yeah i'm eating a picky bar lauren's mega nuts peanut butter fruit and honey i'm just getting a little a little something in the system after the jam. You know, I need some podcast fuel. I got a busy day today, Chris. A lot of stuff on the calendar today. Yeah, Jason Cook. Well, we just we can't talk about anything food related until our guest comes on. So let's just Okay. Well, then we'll save our we'll save our Spago <laughs> review for after the break. Let's take a little break. Let's make a little money. Yeah, I have a really busy day today, so I need to load up on this mm-hmm. so I can make it cuz I'll be working through the Yeah, break. I have a really busy day today as well because Real real men work through the holidays. We don't respect Jesus' birth. Um, the only reason we stop and take a breath at Christmas is because uh, a girlfriend or partner makes you. Um, so, you know, on the twenty on the 25th, I did see today that the gym is open from 8 to 1. So that, that's, that makes me, that's a gift from Santa right there. So are you going to be, what kind of work are you going to be doing on, other than physical fitness, on Christmas morning, Christmas day, Christmas evening, what kind of work are you going to get done? Are we rolling calls? Are we doing spreadsheets, expense no, reports be, for the year? What do we got going on in the docket? I'm going to be designing some um, bootleg Joan Didion oh merch to kind of capitalize <laughs> on her death. No, I know that's yeah. a lie. So you don't know how to use Figma. <laughs> no, RIP, RIP to the fucking goat. But yeah, no, I'm going to, I don't know what I'm going to do, but it's going to be, I, I just really have a hard time when a day has nothing. I had a feeling you weren't going to do any work on the docket. Is, well, there's nothing to do. Exactly. Chris. No, no, what there's no one to work with. Unfortunately, I'm not a, a figurative painter or a musician. <laughs> um, so I, I need other people to collaborate with people like you. You need me. What else is new, right? I mean, I yeah, I guess that's I guess that's that's fair. Every artist, every creative needs an a bulldog in their corner. Yeah, every every and that's you. Every creator needs somebody to get them a, a matcha latte from Intelligentsia, and and you're the no, you're the no, guy no, for the no, job. No. And luckily, Chris, you, you're so much more than a <laughs> than a matcha gopher. Don't you ever say that about yourself. It's nice too that you have a truck, so you can kind of haul stuff for me when I need it, which is like a kind of a, a cool. Mod- that is nice. And uh, just a reminder: <laughs> after you're done recording, don't forget you have to go drop <laughs> off those CDs downtown. Okay? I've actually got a plan for that. We'll, we'll talk offline about it. <laughs> you have a plan for that? Well, there's a lot of people who bought our CD from our website, howlonggone.com. And you know we got to make sure that Santa gets it to him. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not going to yeah. make it for Christmas. It's not going to make it for Christmas. But we want to make sure Santa gets it to him maybe 
before Feb- February. Yeah, it'll get. Look, I guarantee that all orders will you'll receive them by February first at the absolute latest. It's <laughs> it's not. We we can guarantee that. If you look into the terms of service on our website, you'll see that's a guarantee. It's a feature, not a bug. You opted into that when you checked out our terms of a term of your terms of endearment it's so it, the rain is i mean how, how what feels less christmasy than rain in los angeles jason what feels less christmasy yeah it's putting me into this zone of like it's just a bad thursday i'm not i need you know what growing up in atlanta christmas day the best ones you know would be like a crispy bright sun you could go toss the pigskin with dad and the cousins outside wow you have a dad wow cool. um <laughs> So, I mean, yeah, <laughs> things you're going to have to get used to when you are living a California life. Christmas, we do it a little bit differently. Yeah, I mean, I was hoping I could go down to the Venice boardwalk and, you know, have a stroll, maybe dip in the ocean. But it's looking it's looking like I'm going to have to just stay indoors and finish this Emily in Paris season two. Okay, so Chris is working hard over the holidays after all. Emily in Paris season two, one episode in. It's already better than any show that you losers talk about. Season one was unwatchable. I couldn't make it past five minutes, but season two is better. I should give it a shot. I mean, I don't know if you're invested in the characters the way I am. And maybe I don't know if you like kind of understand the, the plot line. It's pretty you know it's dense stuff so i i maybe i'm a, i understand the plot line emily go to perry <laughs> that is okay but i think what you're missing is that unlike the new uh sex in the city show that i was unfortunately uh, i did catch one episode of that you guys are idiots for watching that that's that is the worst that's some of the worst program mm-hmm. i've ever seen but my point is patricia field is no longer styling sex in the city which you can tell guess what patricia field's styling now jason Who's doing the costumes? She's styling Emily in Paris. That's right. And that's why Emily in Paris looks absolutely fucking demented insane. Wow. That's that's how I know Chris Black is gay. <laughs> well, his metric on whether or not <laughs> film or television is good is is not 100% based on the costume design, but it's it's what 90%? I would say that and maybe location. I don't want to see anything ugly. You know like that three billboards movie you guys liked? No, that's ugly. Three billboards. Or whatever. What's that other one where it's all the Amazon workers and it's depressing? You talking about Nomadland? Yeah, Nomadland. I'm not watching that. I don't want to see that. Chris hated the costuming. There was no wig, nothing was slang. <laughs> Nobody brought it. Nobody <laughs> understood the assignment. Exactly. All these Jason. people they're like what? Like living in their car like get a fucking life. I mean, I live I would live in a sprinter for like a week at a time, but like not like that. I mean, that's just crazy. Yeah, I mean, you know, Nomadland, Ohio. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're going wine chasing. Nomadland, Nomadland. I made the wine. I made the wine in my toilet. Nomadland. <laughs> Nomadland jail wine Ohio retreat. That's a good that's a good <laughs> idea. No, but but in the first so in the first episode of of Emily in Paris, there's something that I saw that I was really interested in. Emily's client or, or her firm's client is Ramoa. Okay, no, no. Well, slow down. I haven't seen it yet. Some of our listeners may have not seen it yet. No, I don't. You've been care. living under a fucking rock. But I'm just saying, don't don't no, spoil I'm, it. I'm for spoiling. Us. Anybody that likes Emily in Paris has already watched it three days after it came out. Trust me. So she, her client is Ramova. One of her clients at her agency is Ramova, and she came up with an idea to put this a, a famous designer's face on a giant Ramova trunk, right? And she goes to Hotel Ducap Eden Rock uh, for a holiday with this like 
gay guy that she's pretending to like. Pretending to like as in like as a friend or romantically? No, in a romantic way. And it, that's a different story. But anyway, she's in the lobby at the what? Hotel Ducap Eden Rock. She's got the suit. Cancel her. She's got the suitcase with a giant fashion designer's face on it. And lo and behold, friend of the show, Jeremy O'Harris struts out mm-hmm. and says, oh my God, I love the suitcase. And then he poses on top of it for photos and it gets oh, the inter- and, and no, it gets the internet going nuts because D- Jeremy and the other designer actually have beef, but Emily didn't know that. My point being, oh. my point being is we need to make a giant Ramoa trunk with my face on it. Couple questions up top before our guest comes on. So was so Remova that name the brand was used like the real life luggage company yes, was yes, so okay yes. so was the fashion designer whose face was on there a real fashion designer or no. was it a fictitious character I can't remember his name but uh, he fictitious Emily like, well Jason they can't win them all she did have a Duolingo ad I think plugged into the show which is nice oh, brand God. inclusion okay but yeah so if you're thinking of getting me a Christmas gift because uh, you didn't give me anything yet uh, a Remova trunk with my face on it if you can make that happen in you know the next 12 hours i would if you know everyone i know who has remova like all they're doing is sending it to the shop all all the remova does is break down it's like a ford we're not gonna look we're not gonna attack american-made manufacturing on this podcast (laughs) that's not that's not when you know my big anniversary is coming up i told you about this and we're gonna celebrate we're gonna celebrate america until january 6th jason I have a feeling one of our one of our 2020 <laughs> goals will be me figuring out what my new podcast is going to be called after <laughs> FBI takes you in for questioning. After look, I didn't I did not storm the Capitol. I want to be very clear. Okay. I want to be very clear. And I think that's stupid, but I You're do You're more of a behind the scenes guy? I'm a behind the scenes guy and I do send uh, Ariel Pink. I do send Ariel Pink money via Cash App. Uh, just to kind of support him after his career was look. Zapped. Everyone, everyone does their part. Every every heist, every caper needs a needs a, a wheel man. That's true. Needs a heavy, and also the whole thing. None of it gets done unless the money guy, Chris Black. That's right. Is there with his deep pockets to kind of fund the whole thing? Mm-hmm. That's yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, Jason. You get it. Bro. As much as we like to keep lying to ourselves, it's it's time we admit that you know. Guns and stuff, they cost money. I, I've learned that guns cost money. And speaking of, I mean, do we need to protect I, I'm <laughs> are we do we do we need to protect ourselves in LA? I mean, I'm I'm hearing obviously the, the police said don't come here, we can't protect you, which is funny. Also, that guy that you were signal boosting, some bad stuff came out about him. He's in like a he's killed many people. He's in like Irish like racist gangs. Who are you talking about? The union spokesperson who was talking about all that? Oh, he so he is a bad guy. Yeah, it turns out the the policeman it was a bad guy yeah that's not a surprise sometimes it be the cops you know what i mean <laughs> sometimes the cops are so bad. every once in a while <laughs> yeah every once there's in a couple while. there's a couple good apples in the bunch but you know Fuck not that long. no no there's not bro i don't know nah. if i get pulled over i'm i just put my hands on the dashboard and hope my gun isn't in the car we're waiting we're waiting into some treacherous waters up top on this ho 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 holiday food podcast aren't we yeah that's true i'm sorry i'm sorry we should talk more about just the beauty of the holidays and how the tree is decorated our guest today famous chef uh content creator uh new york times best-selling author the the woman who made uh, red fingernails next to food very popular <laughs> former guest of how long gone yeah DJ chef uh, <laughs> Allison Roman um, is is on the program today because 
we thought it would be it would be great to have her back and also just you know entertaining is on the brain and and i know she doesn't like the word entertaining she like has been on record as that that. but this bitch yeah this bitch be entertaining though Mm -hmm. and and i don't mean on her instagram stories i mean like you know (laughs) but not 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 but she has people over for one of her like messy but chic dinners you know what i mean at the upstate house or maybe at the brooklyn apartment i don't even know i've never been invited to one so sometimes you might roll up the sleeves of your sweater and i don't know crack open a lobster i don't know it's random you know luckily for us she's here to share all of her holiday wisdom um i i think though she is a jew we're gonna find out but that doesn't mean she can't celebrate (laughs) christmas for money uh that is true so this is a ho 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 holiday not a christmas special isn't that right, Chris? That's right. That's right. And and I and that was that was all Chris's idea, not mine. I was pretty I was pretty steadfast on saying Christmas only mm-hmm. because of my faith, of course. But no, Chris, no, no, this is a holiday. And a rare unchrissy move. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, I think that I would want to exclude anyone from celebrating this time of year. But don't worry, Jason. Jesus's birth is always top of mind for me. Uh, I, I'm. I just want to end the episode or end <laughs> end this segment right there. So that's it. As soon as you say Jesus's birth is always top of mind for you, it's gonna go. Allison Roman, where are you coming? Are you coming to us live from the worst borough in the world, Brooklyn, New York? Or are you upstate? It's not the worst borough in the world. What metrics are you using? Uh, just my own personal kind of metrics that I, I I don't really have a lot of data to back it up. It's more <laughs> opinion based, actually. Yeah. It's kind of how I approach life. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm in Brooklyn, Borum Hill specifically. Yeah. Oh my God! You know, I used to call Borum Hill Boston because that's the vibe I get. Wow. <laughs> What in what way, Chris? In what way? The working class people, the racism, the shelf. We love the Celtics. Seafood. What is it, Chris? A lot of Asian girlfriends. What's a maritime vibe or what? Yeah, it's a maritime vibe. No, uh, I don't know. I just used to joke about it with a few people, and then I started really leaning into it. And um, it, I just noticed that it really made the residents upset. Yeah. So I kept perpetuating the lie. I've been in New York for almost twelve years, and I. I claim no pride over a specific borough or even neighborhood. Like I, I feel passionately about New York in general as like a place to live, but I'm not like mm-hmm. Borum Hill. What'd you say about it? Like I, 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 okay. I don't care. So you're not, you're not. Roman's not going to come through the screen and slap the taste of my mouth for disrespecting Boredom Hill no, as, a- as we in the business. Oh. <laughs> Okay, it's actually most people call it boring hill. Boredom Hill is a stretch, but <laughs> but I feel like it's fine. Like. In my opinion, like I like Borum Hill because it's boring. Like I don't need to live in fucking Soho. Like I, I want to speak for yourself. <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying to live in a loft above Uniqlo. Like I'm, I, I want to be. I get that the upstate house is like people are like, oh yeah, it's so nice. I'm like, but what do you do up there? You don't be in New York. Like I, I <laughs> well, I guess it also depends on like what you enjoy doing, how you enjoy spending your time. Yeah, I, I enjoy spending my time in um, high traffic public areas with retail stores that's kind of where i <laughs> specifically above uniqlo he likes buying he likes buying home goods and then walking around and see if there's anyone that'll talk to him for five minutes <laughs> yeah th- and that's <laughs> and that's tough to do up in beacon yeah okay well then upstate is not for you uh neither is borum hill although i am five short minutes from uniqlo because sometimes we have a fashion emergency and we got to get down there isn't that right allison hold on so you're so you're saying if you- i don't live above it but i live pissing distance to a uniqlo and that must be nice <laughs> uh what's up with your plant jason it looks a little sad uh first of all thanks up top 
Um, nothing is wrong with it. I guess you just don't like the way it looks, Allison. But it, it is healthy. It's just a little sad. It, looks, it needs water or some attention. You know what it looks like? Doesn't it kind of look like him a little bit? <laughs> Doesn't it kind of look like him? It's it's the owner starting to look like the dog. It's like the opening of 101 Dalmatians. Exactly. Where like, you see them all matching. and like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so I look sad and I look like I need a little bit of water. What? Well, let's put it this way. One of you is chugging out of a gallon bottle of water and it's not you, Jason. I have a 32 ouncer. That's not bad. This is this is the third one of the day. Feels not like not enough. Allison, what's your what's your water intake looking like? Because I feel like right now during the holiday season, you might need to balance out some of that wine with some of the other thing that God provides us. Yeah, I don't love the implication. Uh, I'll have you know that <laughs> that I haven't had any alcohol in a full week. Thank you so much for asking. I, th- I was hoping you were going to say today and no, I'd be like, very cool. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, and it's because I got COVID. So, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's fine. I haven't had COVID, which is like insane. Uh, but uh, d- d- does it make you not want to drink or is it just better for you? I, I feel like any illness, if you're not <laughs> feeling well, like don't drink alcohol. I mean, li- yes, I, I love to drink wine. Um, but has it taken away your appetite for the sweet elixir? Yeah, it kind of did. Okay, okay. Because also I'm not the kind of, I've, I never drink alone, I, even in quarantine not quarantine because if you did oh brother if we did we would yeah things would be a lot worse i'm just gonna clean the gun i'm just gonna clean the gun you know (laughs) jesus christ Mm -hmm. um (laughs) no not because i'm like afraid of what would happen if i did it's more that like it's not that interesting to me drinking is very social so that's funny that's how i feel about eating but go ahead yeah i also feel that way about eating (laughs) no it is definitely fucked up to like i'm gonna pour a glass of scotch and watch friends like that's I did, I did it once where like I was like I'll pour myself a glass of something while I watched a movie and it was like I think I made myself like a vodka soda and I was like this isn't me this just isn't me can't do a vodka soda no well I didn't have any wine that's why God invented chronic baby <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, no vo- vodka soda at home is twisted it's shit. dark uh-huh, it's dark uh-huh. well I was like because I wanted what I really wanted was just like sparkling water with like a little bit of alcohol in it of course so, like, of course that's where I was going it wasn't like skinny girl swag yeah exactly yeah the solo vodka soda it's like then you pour another one for your cat and then you make the cat cheers you and like I'm not drinking alone <laughs> Whiskers drink with me too. Her name is Margot, and I would never do that to her. I'm not that kind of cat owner. The dog that lives in my house, not my dog, but my baby mama dog, <laughs> also named Margot. Oh, nice. A U X or or O T or what? O T O T. Okay, guys. You are you A U X? Are you Ox? Yeah, she's an Ox. She's French. Oh, fuck. <laughs> As a, but Margot with G O T. No, that's not listen. French. Also, I will say that most people don't even know I have a cat, which to me makes me the best type of cat owner. How long? Like, gone I'm not exclusive. like me, Margo, and I are like I, <laughs> I feel like I keep it. No, I didn't. I didn't know that you had a cat named Margo. She's my pet, and I like you know not my best friend, and I think that's okay. <laughs> so you're saying that you don't celebrate Mother's Day with with Margo today? Oh, that's crazy. Mere hours ago, I did refer to her as my daughter. <laughs> Well, well, well. In a text message. Okay, I guess yeah. if it was private communication, we'll let it slide. Yeah. But it's, it's it was a joke. It was a joke. But but you don't need to make a big thing about it. You're not posting it on social media all the no, time. No, because also nobody cares. It's like telling anybody about your dreams. Like, guess what? We don't care. Nobody cares. I'm a big I'm a big dream hater. Big dream. Me too. Hater. And there's like one person in my life who I'll tell, like you know, my boyfriend if he's around. He hates it too. Okay, so if if it's so stupid, then why do you still feel the need to tell your partner 
about your dreams? Good question, but I only do it when I find that it is like tied to something else we were talking about. Okay. Or it's like a callback. Don't do a call. So now, now you're not only a cat mom, but you're also a stand up comedian. I said I wasn't a cat you're mom. a stand up comedian have- and a cat mom. This podcast is going left quick. Wow. <laughs> now, I appreciate both kitties and callbacks, Roman. So you have an ally here. Like in the, for the dreams, it's like literally if I'm, I've just woken up and I am sort of still asleep and I'll be like, and then there was a thing like, I'll, I'll like sort of half tell the dream, but then I let it go. I'm not like, mm-hmm. let's unpack that dream. Like we're not going to talk about it ever again. Since you're rich now, do you put it in your Louis Vuitton dream journal or your Hermes dream journal? I don't know which one. I don't know which one. <laughs> Since I'm rich now, who told you that? That's so cool. I, I'm just be inferring rich. because it's, you know, from one low key rich person to another, Jason doesn't really understand kind of where we're coming <laughs> from. So I was just, I was trying to have a little, you know, yeah, yeah, unspoken kind of wink, wink. I can't even afford to water my plants <laughs> exactly, in my exactly. house. Jason, Jason hasn't paid his water bill. LA went and shut him down. So it's I, I have to give him $100. And Chris, Chris can't even afford a window. It's tough out here, isn't <laughs> yeah, it? We're, I see that. I'm in jail. I'm in jail right now, actually. So... <laughs> No, uh, I, I don't. I'm I'm very glad that you don't drink at home alone. I'm great to know that you have a cat. Look at all the things you're learning. So when you when you tell your boyfriend the dream that you have that was so fucking loco and involves <laughs> your life intertwined in multiple levels, no. what does your boyfriend say? Does he is he like, Dan, that's crazy, or is he like, oh, awesome? <laughs> Somewhere between. Is he like kind of sincere about it, or is it just kind of like, yep, that's a dream. No, I honestly, it doesn't, it doesn't even matter if he were to hear me because I think part of the exercise (laughs) is for me just to say it out loud so that I can like kind of process Mm -hmm. it. And because, well, when I was a kid, when I was a kid, like a a child, I had a notebook next to my bed stacked on top of a dream dictionary. And every morning I woke up, I would wake up and write down my dreams. And then I would like look into the meanings of it all. Like I was like 11 and 12. And I, what I was does like, this dream mean? Yeah. Like I dreamt about X, like that must mean I'm searching for like, you know, it's, mm-hmm. and I, I didn't luckily carry that with me into adulthood. I'm just saying <laughs> on rare occasions or the other, only other time I'll tell somebody about a dream is if I've dreamt about them, but I'll never say what they were doing. I'll just be like, Hey, you were in my dream last night checking in saying hi you cannot text some dude that you don't really talk to anymore like hey you were in my dream last night no of course not and i don't do that that's it it's over you were in my dream last night oh that's crazy (laughs) was i hitting it from the front or the back (laughs) no question no follow-up questions are allowed just like you were in my dream last night just want to let you know no you gotta read the fucking room you're not gonna do that to somebody that used to bang it's like oh like an old co-worker or like a friend or a family member like sure i don't know it's Mm -hmm. nice i i believe in like i don't know like if people come to you in that state then just like say hi they're you're thinking about them in some way i support that have you been to a psychic before Absolutely. Are you joking? Did the, did the past 15 minutes give you nothing of my personality? No, I'm just, no, I know. Look, I'm familiar with the personality. I read 10,000 words about you this week. I'm really familiar with what you're doing. Oh, but no, I'm just, I'm just, I, I just, I just think that a psychic, I just don't, I don't believe it. I just really don't believe yeah. it. It's just, I can't. Nobody does, but, Chris. But no, but I think people, I think people believe in it if it's good news. I think they don't believe in it if it's bad news. Well, yeah, I, I, I think of it in kind of like 
taking vitamins. Like, I don't know. Do they work? I don't know. Like maybe, but like, mm-hmm. I, I feel like <laughs> they're giving you yeah. something. I don't know. I maybe bad analogy, but I, I no, that's or like analogy. women that like put like, or not even just women, any person who's like really obsessed with skincare. I've talked to so many people that are dermatologists or skincare professionals that are like, mm-hmm. honestly, just moisturizing you sunscreen. It's like, what about the 48 yeah. serums? It's like a lot of it is psychosemantic. Same thing with reading your astrology chart. Same thing with going to see a psychic. Same thing with any of that shit where it's like, sometimes you just need somebody to kind of like show you stuff to get you thinking about the things you were already thinking about. Yeah, you're right. And I would be willing to pay a hundred dollars to an Armenian chick smoking Marlboro golds, you know, to, to tell me, to tell me that that sounds great. Exactly. And if they're like, yeah, you should really be thinking about money lately. And you're like, damn, I should be. And like, if that gets you to like do something, then I feel like it's a net positive. I don't, I don't know. I don't believe it in as like a fortune telling apparatus. I yeah, think of yeah. it more as like a let me sort of like clear the cobwebs and like shake up whatever's already going in there and see what reveals. Shake itself. up that big old jar of vinaigrette you got inside of there. <laughs> God damn, God damn. Ow, is that all I am to you? That is such a cheap shot. <laughs> all that you is- are to me is vinaigrette. And of course, the oil <laughs> and the vinegar has separated and you really you got to shake it up. Well, if you are familiar with my work, Jason, you know that I don't even believe in vinaigrettes. Oh, God, you're going to come on this show and publicly attack big vinaigrette. <laughs> Not just because verbally it's different, like in the written word, yeah, you know, poetry. one of your little bone appetite yeah, yeah. articles okay, so, is different. So a salad will have vinegar on it and olive oil on it, but it can't be touching. I don't, th- I don't believe it's touching. <laughs> Just like, uh, like the peas and the mashed potatoes can't be touching on the Thanksgiving plate. I believe when you're making a salad, you season it with your acid, your lemon juice, your vinegar, whatever, your shallot, like maybe your shallots macerated in the vinegar. Oh, not shallots do. again. Jesus and Christ. <laughs> I thought we were going to go. I- let, let, let this woman speak. Don't silence her. Let her I'm sorry. You're right. You're Thank our you. guest. You're our guest. Go ahead, Allison. I apologize. <laughs> Wait, does the salt, does the salt go down first pre-acid? Or or no? No, I I like will dress the leaves with the acid, then salt and pepper. Like okay. basically make it as tangy and salty and peppery as you want, and then drizzle it with olive oil. I'm just saying, because if you if you dress the leaves first, then you're only seasoning the vinegar. Not you know what lettuce. happens, Jason? Right? You know what happens, Jason? <laughs> is most people make vinaigrette. Sorry, into I really it, honey. feel strongly about this. No, no, no. If you're passionate Chris, about I know it, you don't give a shit. But <laughs> Chris, you can go full to laundry. We'll be here for a while. <laughs> yeah, uh, Chris, you're done here. Thanks so much. Um, no, uh, this is the last I'll say. I'm saying, how many times have you been over to somebody's house and they're making a salad yep. and it's like wet and heavy and kind of tastes a little tangy, but it's mostly oily because they're tasting their vinaigrette until it tastes like something they could drink, like fucking gazpacho. Mm. And that's not what the deal is. Like people are putting way too much oil in their vinaigrettes. It's making the salad heavy. Then they're adding more because like it's just not acidic mm-hmm, enough. It's just not mm-hmm, acidic mm-hmm. enough. They add more vinaigrette. The salad is then like heavy lettuce it's bad just season it first with the acid and then yeah, just i want my lettuce i want my lettuce like i want my women skinny you know what i mean i That's don't right. want that shit yeah, i don't no. want that shit heavy no hell no yeah it's the vodka soda of salad preparation <laughs> you just like we're trimming the fat all around okay yeah, I don't well I, that, so. I'm, I'm also a very staunch salad spinner slut <laughs> i wash the greens i spin it a big spin, 45 seconds. Yeah. Okay. That's just one. <laughs> then we dump back in, back in there. It gets two more spins. There can't be, there can't be any water because wow. does water and oil mix, Allison? No, because you're, because you're a dry daddy. You're a dry daddy. Yeah. You have he's those a dry daddy. Dry. Just like his plant. He's a dry daddy. He's a dry daddy. <laughs> he's on brand. Guys, I wish you could be here in the office. <laughs> the trunk looks great. The, the leaves are green and healthy. It's just this style of plant has a droopy, 
droopy little f- droop. Look, I have one right there. See? Look how perky it is. Fuck you. It is a, it is a little more perky. Her shit's like standing up, Jason. I'm saying I have the same plant. So it's not like I don't know the plant. I've got the plant. Yeah. Right <laughs> this bitch pulled out the receipts. <laughs> uh, she's on the attack. She came on this podcast. She said, fuck Jason. Fuck vinaigrette. I mean, I don't even know. No one's safe, Jason. No one's safe. Oh, I need a CBD patch. I don't feel so good now. <laughs> Allison, Allison, Jason, Jason and I last night to celebrate uh, such a year of giant successes with this podcast. You've seen our meteoric rise in 2021, right, Roman? Oh, my God. It's been wild. I was just talking about you with somebody the other day. It was like, go on. Guess we like. <laughs> no, no it's like it's really amazing because I feel like I it, what you've built from literally nothing has been really beautiful. Literally nothing. Thank you for that uh, vote of confidence. And we, we had, appreciate we were, you. We were we were verified on Twitter before. <laughs> Chris maybe had. I mean, who do you, do you guys ever talk about? Like, who had the more like? Oh, me, of like, course. Who was bringing it's, more to the table? Oh, yeah, it's so understood that's... that it's me. But Jason brings brings a lot to the table behind the scenes, and I like because to... he's likable. Because he's likable, <laughs> and people like him. <laughs> I meant more that I meant more that he edits the podcast. But yeah, he's also likable. Yeah, he's also really uh... like you guys are too. Like, I feel like me as a single person have like a bit of Chris and a bit of Jason. But uh-huh. you two have the benefit of having two people to bring that together. So you have us trapped inside of your head. Get out! Get out! <laughs> it's hell! It's hell! Yeah. I bet. <laughs> I'm, hell. I feel sorry for you. I mean, well, yeah, Chris does need a counterpart that people actually like. Mm-hmm. There's a good point that you brought up, Allison. So yeah. It's good, but, but people like to hate people too. So it's good that Chris is around, you know? <laughs> that's right. Exactly. So I don't mind. I fall on my sword if the check is big enough, and that's kind of how I live my life. And um, I think that that's okay. I'm willing to die for this shit. You know what I mean? I leave it all on the mic every fucking day. And I just don't, you know, I don't think people realize the sacrifice that I'm kind of putting. No, you don't get into the New York Times by not leaving it all Exactly. The mic. He only replies to five emails per episode while he's interviewing somebody. <laughs> He leaves it all on the floor. I don't, Jason. If I don't respond, his head is always in the. If game. I don't respond to emails, then this this fucking train goes off the rails. You know what I mean? And and thank God, it's true. thank God for it. But Allison and somebody who wrote a book about pants might not uh, <laughs> come on our show one day. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm sorry that I booked a full celebrity today. Give me a break. I mean, sorry. Who was it? You. Oh. Yeah, I booked a celebrity with multiple cookbooks and a high profile. Yeah, oh, that's you. Yeah. But, <laughs> Thank you. Um, I, I I feel like real quick, because I, I feel like you guys won't bring it up and maybe this isn't important, but I just want to clear the air because I received several messages from people on the night of your live event at the Bowery being oh. like, can't believe you bailed. Can't believe you didn't. Can't believe you were up doing some other dumb stuff. Like instead of being, and I was like, listen, these assholes texted me being like show question mark. And I was like, sure. When? Like, give me any detail. And then they were like, see you tomorrow. And I was like, see you tomorrow. I'm Chris. Like it was a whole thing, and I Roman, felt like uh, look, you dragged my name. I, first of us. all, I, I can do nothing to you. Let's let, let's say <laughs> my dragging, my dragging That's through true. the mud. You're That's good. True. You're good. You're Teflon. <laughs> That's true. I did That's not true. know about any of this, Roman, and I feel. I feel appalled. We got to get a group text because obviously the communication is inefficient. It was more just a funny thing to say that you were upstate, you know, doing some foraging (laughs) instead of joining us. It was more just, it was more just a little jokey for us. I said that you had to make kimchi out of ramps (laughs) and that's why you couldn't come talk to us. 
<laughs> so that joke landed better than the Baldwin joke. Sure. Well, it's clear <laughs> that it was a joke because Rams aren't in season in October. Oh, <laughs> oh God. Don't anyway. don't take this to a nerdy place. But no, I'm glad we were able I'm glad we we're able to clear the air on the record and and Yeah, anyway, and, we can move on. I just wanted to like well, we had a Jason. So yeah, we had a big dinner last. Oh yeah, night. where'd you go? We what'd just, you do? We went to Wolfgang Puck's Spago in Beverly Hills. Oh, you went out. You went out and dined in a restaurant. That must we be only go out and dine in that restaurants, and I don't care what. Fucking luxurious. They don't have restaurants in Boring Hill. No, I've been in. I've been inside for ten days. Got it. Tomorrow. You have COVID. I get out tomorrow. I get out. There's tomorrow. one good restaurant called Romans. That's the only restaurant there that's Where? good. Uh isn't Romans in Borum Hill? It's in uh, Fort Greene, sadly. But it is walkable for me. That's the beauty of Borum is, Hill. Is, is, is Rucola in Borum Hill? Yes. Okay, that's a good restaurant. Yeah. All right, so Allison, when you walk into Romans, does the guy working there go like, oh, oh, and points at the sign and no. points at you? No, okay, I wish. That would be cool. It's like when they say the name of the movie in the movie. It's like fourth wall broken it's like wearing the shirt of the band you're going to see which is why i don't go there That's anymore true. like That's i feel like I can, yeah i'm like if i go there it's kind of like like i like i, I you're feel too gross. big for it no i'm not too big for you're it too I'm, big for it you're, it's gonna be like when santa claus goes to the mall you're gonna have to all these people are gonna take pictures with <laughs> exactly, you sit on your exactly. lap they're gonna be like yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah like look at yeah <laughs> but have you been have you been to wolfgang puck spago before uh never have i ever i grew up in la and, and i never went 818, baby, let's go. That's right. They've built like a Christmas village almost to dine in that is so well constructed that you're literally inside, but it's like plastic instead, you know? They have, they set up, they set up like a, it looks like a, if they, if you, what did I say yesterday? If you turned a, a hockey rink into a bat mitzvah, <laughs> yeah, sort of yeah. what it looked oh, like. So it's like outside, but inside. So it's out, it's like literally on the street and the okay. asphalt yeah. in, in Beverly they Hills, but they here. build a big tent. Yeah, we have But those it's like here. a huge tent. This is the biggest one I've ever seen. It's crazy. I'm sure it's great. I'm just saying I've, we have them, but I'm sure it's great. Where, where do you have them? I don't think so. Uh, in the West Village, but you know what? They're, they're individual. So they're like, they're oh like, yeah, no, yeah. I hate those. No. Okay. First of all, we should ban all of those outdoor dining. We got to get rid of outdoor dining in New York. It's ruined <laughs> the city. It's fucking ugly. I'm part of the movement to get rid of the sheds, and I'll sign any paperwork that's required of me. <laughs> you don't even live here. You don't even live here. Chris is a shed. Smasher. Allison, I keep an apartment, and I do dine. You know I don't cook. Oh wow, he keeps an apartment. <laughs> yeah, I keep an apartment. That's right. Instead of that's buying funny. a house upstate that I have to renovate, you know what I mean? And that's I don't chic. Have a, that is chic. I don't have a garden or anything. I just go there and then go to Balthazar and I'm good, you know. But I I can do that and have a house upstate. Ooh. Oh, oh damn. Okay, yeah, but you have to. And I still get to live in New York. Yeah, but when you come to oh, LA, you gotta stay in the love Roman in the valley in the valley with your parents. So it's a little I different. Don't. You know? I don't. I mean, listen, I, not that I wouldn't stay in the valley with my parents. My dad would love it if. I did. I I simply can't handle the traffic. I've become such a little baby about sitting in my car for too long that I don't know how anyone it's bad. thinks it's bad. That like when they move to LA, it's going to be a good idea. It takes an hour to do anything. Mm-hmm. Like it's so inconvenient. I can't. This is why we all smoke weed and listen to podcasts all day. There's nothing else. You know, you have a yeah. lot of time to no, do I, that. I get it. Yeah. I, I feel like for me, I'm the kind of person like if you look at Google Maps and you're like, okay, I'm going to this place. Is it a half an hour in traffic and it's two miles or is it 40 minutes mm-hmm. and 10 miles with no traffic? I'm going 40 minutes, 10 miles. Oh, yeah. Traffic same. Every same. time. Like I need to be in motion. We call that avoid highways. Mode. Yeah. And I do avoid. I do avoid. I do avoid highways mode quite often. Yeah. We call that the, the San Fernando Valley shortcut. It took 32 minutes to get to to 
Spago last night. So wow. So and it took thirty two minutes to get to Spago on this episode. Yeah, that's the, <laughs> yeah, the well, only thing we're going to talk about. We- so, so okay, so we go to Spago, legendary restaurant, of course. Of course, classic. A little bit known uh, as being an outdated spot, perhaps you know, kind of nineties ish. I, I prefer iconic. Me too. Yeah. As I age, I want to be referred to as iconic, not yeah. like outdated. I've been to Indochine twice in the last month. Like, I I get it. Well, no wonder you got COVID. Okay, continue. <laughs> <laughs> That's not where I got it. Thanks so much. Do you know where you got it? Pinpoint location? No, I have. There's like four candidates. What were all these guys' names? <laughs> Wow. I don't even have like, I'm not, my defenses are so down right now. I don't even have, a. I haven't been like attacked like that in such a dumb way that I don't even have like a good answer. Your immune system is broken down and you got nothing. Yeah, I fucking COVID. Uh, no, it could have been Balthazar or another party, a dinner party or uh, like an art auction. An art auction snuck that one in. Yeah, that was nice. Thank you. I appreciate YouTube that. checks are hitting. I like it. <laughs> I didn't buy anything. Actually, that's not true. I did. It was a well. It was an auction. It's called Artists for Art or Artists. Yeah, Artists for Artists, where it's people donate things. So it was like I got like a sketch for two hundred dollars. Affordable art fair type beat. Yeah, exactly. I'm familiar with that. I am familiar with that. Post it. Post it on the Instagram stories. Straight into the trash can. Let's go, baby. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm charitable, uh, and this is trash. Thank you so much. I- <laughs> um, <laughs> I love giving back. This is bad. Yeah. <laughs> Not even good enough for the bathroom. Oh, yeah. So we went to Spago. I got to say, it was a let, big letdown. Really? What a surprise. But what isn't a letdown for me, right, Allison? Yeah. I Jason, mean, Jason hates restaurants more than anyone I know. So, and a gourmand such as yourself. Well, that's because most restaurants are bad. Yeah. I, I have to go to a restaurant where I already know the food is bad just for the vibe. Like Balthazar, I'm sorry. The food is objectively not very good. And someone's going to yeah. fuck me up for saying that. But it's just true. I know. Great oysters. Pretty okay shrimp cocktail. The steak is whatever. I, I agree. I, I agree wholeheartedly, No, it's not. Allison. It's not very but good. But as soon as you make peace with that, and then you you exactly. go knowing that but I will, But I will die there. I will get COVID for Balthazar. And I might have. I may have gotten COVID there. I don't think that food is that good. Is the reality like food doesn't make Period. well? It just doesn't make me feel things the way it makes other. Like I'm not going to be like, oh my fucking god, it's so. I'm just like, yeah, this is good or this. Well, isn't that's good. because you're allergic to earnestness, and I think inherently uh, enjoying food oh, yes, Roman. is like you have to sort of allow yourself to like really. Allison, I think you really got to the root of it, the crux of Chris's issue. Well done. Thank you. I let myself enjoy plenty of stuff, though. It's not like I don't have <laughs> If you know what feelings. I mean, am I right, guys? Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sure. I'm sure. No, no, no. Do not do that. I well, just Chris, that- Chris <laughs> she didn't say you can't enjoy stuff. She said an allergic to earnestness. Yeah. Yes, but she's saying I think enjoying anything no. is, requires some earnestness. No, you. I feel like you're contrarian and that like the things that you get pumped about, you like really, I, I don't know. I, I haven't. I, I need to workshop this. Maybe maybe the next time I'm on the pod, I will have like a... So let, let's say Roman and I, we're, we're eating a little, ooh, this is a little perfect bite, a little batarga shaving on top, whatever. The eyes roll back in the head. Oh, chef's kiss. Orgasmic <laughs> bite. Oh, this is so good. When do you ever do that for... What is your version of that? Does it happen when you put on one of your replacement songs on CD? Basically, yeah. Basically, is it when you go hear- to yeah. Barry's boot camp and there's no one there to look at your dick in the locker room? Like, what what <laughs> happens where you have this like oh 
moment. The only thing that has ever made the only art form, because if, if we're going to classify, since yeah. Allison's here, I'm going to classify cooking as an art form. Thank you. It's more than that, but yeah, okay. The only thing that has ever made me feel anything is music. I don't care about movies. I don't care about TV shows. I don't care about food. The only yeah, thing trash, that, all of it. that has ever made me be like, damn, this is really doing something for me is me. I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm damaged. So you're like a music junkie. I wouldn't go that far, but I'm, I'm, I don't, yeah. But I don't even like. I, I just think that that's the only thing that I've ever been like. Wow, this really does something for me. Whereas for both of you, food is uh, food is that too. Yeah, I don't think that I've ever been. I I can count maybe on one hand throughout the course of my life where food made me feel as good or intensely as like a great song or album has done for. Or even like watching a certain movie where like I like find myself crying at the end, or I'm like, wow, that really stayed with me. Who doesn't do that for me on the daily? But I, I do often like cook something and I'm like, fuck, that is mm-hmm. fucking good. <laughs> like where I'm like, damn, that was really pleasurable to, to do. But like the, it doesn't stay with me necessarily. Yeah, I know what you, you know mean. what I mean? Like, whereas like a song where you're like, I've got to listen to it again or a movie, you're like, wow, I'm still thinking about it. Um, I feel like food, it's more about like a, a time, a place. And the food together, but like it's an amalgamation of other things in addition to the perfect tasting food. That's true. But Chris, um, I guess going back to the earnestness alert allergy, like if you're at a concert, Chris, let's say you're at LCD Sound System day 19 of the 22 year 22 show run. That is not where I would be, but continue. (laughs) I didn't go to any of the shows, by the way. Thank you, Allison. Thank you for your support. I'm surprised. Oh, you're surprised? I'm a little bit surprised, and we lobbed that one to you because I wanted either a confirmation or denial. I think Allison has, has better taste in music than that. She does have better taste in music than that, but I also think that's the kind of thing that if you're in New York for the whole month, somebody just invites you and you go. Yeah, and I was invited a billion times, (laughs) and I was just like, I... I don't want to go. And by the time, and by the time I was like, okay, fine. I, this week is kind of free. They're still playing. Sounds fun. Then COVID happened. I was like, okay, well now it's just not. I, I'm not. glad that you just said, I don't want to go. And you didn't make up an excuse. I didn't want to go. And neither do we. Mm-hmm. But so let's, let's say for instance, you're at that show. Maybe you, you take a little Molly and they're playing your favorite song. It's building up. Mm-hmm. Are you are you are you the type of person who's gonna just like jump up and down and just lose yourself and just me go crazy or are you too no. allergic to earnestness where you just stand there and just be like that was awesome I'm allergic to men dancing as you know <laughs> and as a concept what about yeah, jumping up and down like, no because people Jason, don't dance at LCD they just move their hands up in the air there's like a lot of fist pumping Jason you've seen what I do on Molly you've seen what I do on drugs I go stand in the corner you've told me you've talked about this. <laughs> You know that I'm not going to get excited. and I. But I mean, I think that I don't even think the music. <laughs> I don't think that live music necessarily does more for me than recorded music, to be honest with you. Oh, Christopher. Yeah. So Oasis is playing Madison Square Garden. You're sitting in the floor seats. I'm on the stage. I'm on the stage. I'm side stage. Champagne Supernova's ripping. What do you you're just sitting there with your legs <laughs> folded on a chair side stage like. Great job, Liam. I would not. I would. I would nod my head along with the beat because, as you know, I have incredible rhythm. But I wouldn't feel the need to to. Do you mouth the words? Oh, of course. Yeah, I'm a big singer. Okay. I'm a big singer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I, you probably can tell from my podcast voice, but I, I, you know, I have a a nice singing voice. I would say. As long as he stays in the lower register, it's passable. Anything above it. Oh, it starts breaking up like our Wi-Fi connection. But no, I think that I, I, yeah, I think that I mean I've seen some crazy shit as far as live music goes, and it's good. But yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't know. Like 
when I saw the Rolling Stones, I was like, yo, this is fucking wild that these guys are doing it. This is amazing. And then I got home and I was like, yeah, I'm glad I paid $600 for that. And that's kind of the final thought. But did you, did you whisper to yourself, this is fucking wild, or did you like grab the person next to you and shake them like, can anybody <laughs> No, nobody, nobody uh, does that. Nobody does Jason. that, Jason. Do you do that? If I'm watching Radiohead and I hear the opening notes of my favorite tune, I go like, this is the... <laughs> <laughs> you, I mean, I, I just don't think that... I think that's something you do when you're 13 or 14 years old because like, yeah. you've never had that feeling before, maybe. You know what I mean? But as an adult, like I know, I don't know. It's it's yeah. Like have some self respect. Self respect is exactly when we come back to dancing and men have some self respect. Have some self respect. So, Allison, is it a turn off to see guys dancing? Uh, it's a turn off to see a guy that doesn't have any self respect. <laughs> okay. So I feel like to that end, like I love to go dancing. Like I think it's hot when guys mm-hmm. go dancing. Like you know, if there's like a place we are at a club, there's music. You're there I to agree. dance, I agree, but the like fanfare of like going to like a rock band and like some guys like rocking it like no, that's a hard pass for me. <laughs> but I think that's a general hard pass that's, for yeah, us. That's a general. Well. I sort of, but I don't know why. Maybe I'm also allergic to earnestness. Maybe I'm afraid of vulnerability. <sighs> Let's take a break. <laughs> uh, we'll be right back after these messages. So yeah, Allison, Spago's bad. What are some bad restaurants you've been to lately? Some bad restaurants I've been to? <laughs> yeah. I try to only go to banger restaurants. I try. I feel like at this point. But what if sometimes you have to figure out if a restaurant is a banger or not the hard way? Yeah, that's true. And But I also think that recently when I've gone out to eat, I'm sort of like needing something from that restaurant and it's not the time to gamble. I'm not like, oh, I I, I went to a new restaurant uh, a few weeks ago that I had a great experience at. It could have gone poorly, but it didn't. Um, mm-hmm. And other than that, I go to restaurants that like I know and love. And sometimes I go where the food and the vibe are equally great. Sometimes I know the food's going to be shit and you go for specific things and enjoy yourself otherwise. Like mm-hmm. it's a good restaurant experience is so much about managing expectations. And that's why I generally don't read like hot new restaurant, whatever, because I believe it's all built on lies. And I don't really trust anybody. <laughs> and like, I, like I agree. This system is built on lies. I'm fed well, up. Then who do you? But, but so how do we figure out if a new restaurant is worth your worth your trouble of going? Oh, to like, it's like word of mouth. I, I feel yeah, the yeah. same way. Word as, of mouth. Yeah. Of like, so like the people that you trust yeah. have to say like, "Yo, I went to blah blah blah. It really was actually focused. exactly on yeah." And like people that will be honest about something. And you're like, "Really, Aziz? Are you sure, Aziz?" And then <laughs> yeah. you're, you're like, eh, eh, "That's really fucking gay." But isn't it a shame that we have to lower our expectations, lower our horizons before just be like, there's a bunch of new restaurants. We're going to check them out. They're all good. And now it's just like, well, don't go there unless you only want to order the burger and the burger is like, okay. And then like the service is bad. Of course, there's no parking. This is my life. This is my life. Yeah, there's no parking. And it's like, why are we even doing this? Why are the, Why does it have to be all so bad? Yeah. Or, or am I just too good? Well, as I've, as I've always said in this, I mean, I don't know if you agree or care, but I think that LA is a better food city, but a, poor, a horrible restaurant city. And New York is a great restaurant city yep. with like a less good food city. <clears throat> we agree. Absolutely. We agree. We, we align. Yeah, we align on that. And there's no there's no right or wrong or good or bad. Yeah. No, no, no. That's not meant to be negative. And because like there's such a place for both. But I think that yeah, like to me, being like I know I'm going to get a great meal tonight is more about the energy and the vibe than it is about the actual food. Um, but there's a lot of I don't know. There's a lot of great restaurants. I just tend to go to the same ones. I'm pretty boring. We were talking uh, recently. I had a theory 
uh, restaurant eating theory. You'll float it by you, see what you think. Okay. I think that it's a fool's errand now moving forward to order any main dish. One should, instead of ordering a main, just order more apps. What what say you, Roman? I've been on that train for okay. years. That's that's how I that's live. Base. I, if, if that, that being said, there are certain restaurants I'll go to where I know, like if I'm at Via Carota, I will always get the mm-hmm. whole fish to share. Mm-hmm. For the table and then everything else is going to be small mm, that's a nice order and like certain restaurants you're like okay i know their chicken is fucking perfect or i know like we're gonna get one steak free for the table or whatever but i do not play in the main zone i just <laughs> i i not i don't <laughs> playing in the main zone is a foolish game i agree I, I for some reason i just never feel like it's worth it it's too much of one food because the commitment not the price it's like a co- it's a commitment issue no price is also included well jason's cheap i don't know the last time i've ever gone to a restaurant and like ordered a main dish for myself and like ate it myself like it's always to share that said i just think it's I don't know. I think you can be a lot more free, a lot more interesting, mm-hmm. uh, a lot more varied in like a small format, yeah. Like presentation and like we went to we went to John and Vinny's the other night, and Jason <laughs> knew somebody there, and so they sent out a lot of additional dishes. Of course, you know. Can you even go to a restaurant anymore without getting additional dishes sent, or do you think somebody might be spitting in the food? How does it feel? It's you know? 50-50. Allison, <laughs> how does spit taste? Because um, you know more than almost anyone. Oh, wow. That, well, that, if, it's, if my food has been spat in, I've never been able to detect it. So joke's on, joke's perfect, on you. Perfect. Um, so, so you're not a super taster. Confirm. No, you. I just, I also, I, I don't know that like, I don't know. I, I don't think the people that hate me work in restaurants. No, they don't. They, no, they don't. They definitely don't. I agree. Like that's not where they're lurking. You know, they're not like line cooks. They're like, Oh, I I know what they are. They're the same people that hate us. It's fine. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. This is a very safe space because they're not listening. (laughs) But Jason, but Jason did. I mean, those mozzarella sticks tasted great and I didn't have to pay for them and it felt good, baby. And if there was a little, yeah. And if there was a little spit in there, I don't really care. The marinara covered it up. No, it's nice to get a gift. I think the it's, you know, it's always very nice when that happens. I think that most people in restaurants now, though, like sort of understand they're they're a lot more thoughtful when they send food out. Like I feel like five, ten years ago, it was like when I worked in restaurants, if there was a person in the in in the house that was mm-hmm. some, like a VIP or whatever, we're like, all right, let's. I remember the chef I worked for would be like, let's crush them, and it would be like, okay, let's send them <laughs> everything on the menu and like give them extra everything and like a fog rock and you're like that's disgusting and nobody no one wants, wants to that. eat that way no one wants that let's send let's send diddy in the corn dog tower and, and yeah. like, <laughs> she's not even gonna be able to finish one yeah but it's like it's like a dick measuring contest to be like how much totally. like we're gonna crush them with like to sh- i don't know it's like so they can show off to the diner but it's not actually thoughtful for the diner yeah and i think nowadays things are a lot more measured where it's like oh we like sent you this additional little thing that because I always order as if I'm never getting anything additional. So which is, and I'm already probably over ordering. That's not a CEO mindset, but something you should work <laughs> on for next year. Always factor in the freebies. I have a lot to work on for next year. I'll add that to the list. But yeah, it's sort of like when you give somebody like a pet tiger for their birthday. And you're like, yeah, this is really amazing. It's exotic and expensive. But like yeah. now this is like a problem for me to figure out. Yeah. Like who is this for? Who is this for? Is this... Like there's some people who give gifts for them and some people who give gifts for the recipient. Yep. And it's like cycles back to that. Like the tiger, who's that for? As a sell, as a selfless, as a selfless person. Uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe chefs out there when they, when we're crushing uh, a VIP on table 13, 
We need to crush. <laughs> yeah, we need to crush it. them more sustainably. So we don't need to send out the tomahawk. No. As well as the veal schnitzel, as well as the no. So I think it should be more of like a big old plate salad. No, no, no. no. Well, uh. that's part of it. But like instead of sending out fifteen dishes to crush them, that takes up the booth next to you and the booth next to them. Yeah, it's not fun. Just do it like Ethiopian food style. One big old plate mm-hmm. and then just like, or like like panchan at a Korean restaurant. Yeah. Just a no, little bite sexy. of everything. That's not sexy. That's not no. that's not letting the chef show his fully realized vision for each dish. No, a really a smart chef would be like, I know what you ordered and I'm going to give you something that either isn't on the menu that's very small that will like accompany the things that you're getting. Or like Mm -hmm. if honestly, if I had a restaurant, I'd be like, I'm going to give you a perfectly dressed like herby green salad to go with everything else that you ordered because Mm. you need that on your table. And I would I would eat that as a diner. Be like, wow, I'm so glad the salad is here. And like, what a beautiful gift. Like, wow, I went to Allison's restaurant. She brought a gifted table as a bowl of parsley because she thought my my, what I ordered needed more (laughs) contrast. Wow, what a sweetheart. I was hoping to get a Basque style cheesecake. That's thoughtful. Yeah, I mean, listen, I'll send a cheesecake to table 13 as well. But I'm saying like, to me, it's like, what you have to think about what they're eating. Right, right, right. You 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 put together your puzzle pretty well. Here's the here's the two missing pieces. Or I would just comp something that they ordered. Uh, Don't give me anything extra. Just yeah. take something. You're speaking away. Jason's language now. My paycheck. What yeah, I like it when they comp it with a little wink, just like Yeah. Like we gave you eleven glasses of wine. Yeah. And I'll charge you for like, I don't know, like three <laughs> yeah like we took care of a bottle for you or we took care of the first few glasses whatever i don't know it's like oh that's such a nice gesture that's so thoughtful and like often less stressful in the kitchen lowers your food costs no food do a waste. round of know. some we got some old prosecco where the bubbles are all gone let's send that over to 13 i love i love when you guys use your little food terms it really gets my sorry okay we gotta chub. include no no this. i know no no i actually no i love i love saying something's dying on the line that's one of my favorite <laughs> pieces of nomenclature that I picked up from Jason. Yeah. But I, I, I crush, I did, I do realize I've heard it before yeah. in my life, but I appreciate that you bar- brought it back around because I think it's really, it, ha- it has really some, sh- just- some chef's night out toxic energy. Yeah, to it, absolutely. It? Which we've really lost the past few years. We, we have to figure out ways to bring it back in a non-toxic way. I feel like I'm the only one who's waving the flag. A wink to toxicity, you know, just like, <laughs> <laughs> I'll just do one bag of Coke tonight, yeah. <laughs> not two. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. All right, well, I'm sorry you had a bad experience at Spago. But I don't think it was a. I don't think it was a bad experience necessarily. The service service was bad. I mean, you go to a place like Spago because they got the service they got was the bad. career service servers. Bad. They've been there for yeah. 30 years. They're pro. They're like, oh, I used to fucking wait on Pacino. Blah blah. Why did you? Who chose it and why? I had I had always been wanting to go. I've never been, so I've, oh, it, okay. it was a little bit of a bucket list. But we went to we went to Musso and Frank's and then Spago back to back and. Neither is anything to write home about, but the service at Musso and Frank's was like incredible. It's also like such a pleasurable experience. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. even if they are brusque, even if they do forget something, even if like it doesn't matter because everything is great. To me, Musso and Frank is like my Keens in New York. It's like I'm a little bit. I think that you know what I want to talk portions because it's a little. It's too much. I think it's. I, I, I would. It's a lot of. I food. would say it's more wasteful than crushing table thirteen. <laughs> Well, if you, if you, so I've been to Keen so much at this point that I have my order down to a science for four people. I know exactly how much food to order. I know exactly what to get, how to order it. Zero waste. Everybody's happy. It's like a, it's like a formula. 
Allison Roman. Allison Roman says she's sustainable on how long gone. I already have the clip. I know, That's but we have a case. lot of we have a lot of listeners in New York who would love to hear your Keen's order. I don't well, know they- if this is a paywall thing on your Substack, but let's break let's break the wall. <laughs> Most of the content on my Substack, by the way, is free. Like the idea, like somebody was like, "Oh, great, just found out about you, and now I have to pay for." It. I'm like, "Not really, Brenda." Like. It's mostly all free. Like <laughs> Suck my dick, Brenda. No, I definitely I don't. I definitely don't subscribe or give you any money. And I'm. I feel like every day there's a new beautiful email from you, a wonderful recipe, a video. Thank you. Exactly. I said this girl's giving it away. Okay. Hold quickly. Are you one of those people? If and correct me if I'm wrong, but don't you like not capitalize the subject line? Oh, Chris. Are you on your Taylor Swift swag? You know what I mean. Are you on your Taylor Swift swag? <laughs> It's <laughs> like the cringiest thing I've ever heard in my life. Um, no, I capitalize. Okay, I, I just I see the emails come in, and sometimes I'm like, is she lowercasing me? And I can't. I you know I just want to make sure. I wouldn't put it past myself, but the two that I sent out, the the last three I've sent out have all had proper capitalization. I appreciate that, and we all all of us. In we the, just didn't in know the- if it was from your like your emo upbringing where yeah. you put like a period on the end of a word. And Ro- not a roast, it's just roast chicken with a dramatic period at the end. That's roast a- chicken like X. Yeah, no, there. I I think maybe this is <laughs> not the X. I think the subject line might actually be lowercase. I don't know. Whatever. I also am the least consistent person I've ever met, and so that's random. I disagree. You're cranking out the content at a at a nice clip. Oh yeah, I just mean like one day I might capitalize properly. Oh, I one see. Day. I, I see. I, there's no real rhyme or reason. And Try let me and ask continue. you another. Let me ask you another question to really get to the <laughs> to the psyche of Roman in your phone. Does everybody have a last name or you got some nicknames and just first names or are you nice and organized? Interesting question. Uh, almost everyone is first and last name. Nice. See, me too. Cause I'm a, cause we're, we're alphas. That's why oh. we're type A. Interesting. Baby. Do you think that's why? Yes. If you, if you're about your money, you got first and last <laughs> names as in your contacts. Chris, if you see, if you like, if you look at your phone and you don't have somebody's name, say first and last government name capitalized everywhere, where on your body do you cut yourself? <laughs> Usually right above my knee because I you don't see that yeah, during the winter. Inner thigh, classic. Yeah, inner thigh is a cl- yeah is a classic for me. Yeah, no, I just kind think it go-to. makes things efficient. Okay, so Spago's bad. Do you have more stuff to talk about Spago? Because it's like the eighth time you brought it back. To Spago. <laughs> all, all I wanted to do was rant about it on this episode, but oh okay, I think the spirit is gone. The spirit is gone. But but speaking of food. The holiday spirit is here. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And this is the ho ho holiday. So we need to know what your ass is cooking this this holiday season. Literally nothing. I mean, nothing anymore. I had all these. I had like this big party planned, and so are you going to do a solo Christmas morning? Uh, no. Uh, and actually, I, I'm I'm free tomorrow from my quarantine, and I'm I'm healed. So oh. I, just in time to celebrate. But I there's a chance that so this is a Christmas miracle. There are I know there is a chance actually that there are several people in my orbit that all have also just gotten COVID. Who are all vaccinated and boosted and all just got COVID basically from like the same New York bullshit. And right, there's a chance right. we might gather. That's smart. I feel like we can. Yeah, gather. yeah, yeah. I think that's smart. I'm not a doctor, but I feel like that's okay. <laughs> like I wouldn't jeopardize anyone who hadn't yet had it. Yeah, of course. So you're all you're all positive. Yeah. You're all COVID positive. So you're like, fuck it, we might as well have some brioche. Well, yeah, assuming we've all ne- then tested negative, I don't think we're gonna like there's no chance we're going to like get it again, right? I don't know. Listen, don't quote me on that. We haven't. Unfortunately, Dr. Fauci has not responded to our invitations yeah. to come on the show, even though he went Weird. on. I think you can get it multiple times for sure, right? I don't, th- I, I, I don't think you can get it back to back though like that. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. What is the medical 
uh, exact specific time range of bike to bike as it turns in terms. I don't, of- I, don't I, I, I don't know. But I think I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna go to Wuzwanton King tomorrow. Oh, because yeah, are you Jewish? I always forget. I am Jewish. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I also have a Christmas tree. You're our Christmas queen for some reason. Yeah. Like I crowned you the Christmas queen, and I was <laughs> like, you. wait, I think Roman's Jewish. Yeah, but I'm a I'm a Jew who celebrates Christmas and always has. Like my dad is Jewish. We've always had a Christmas tree. Uh, my mom is pretty much non-denominational and we, we always celebrate a Christmas. So um, I have a menorah. I light the candles. I have a Christmas tree. I put lights on those. I love lights forever. I want lights all around me. It's a light issue because Jason, because yeah. Jason's complaining on the intro of this episode about all the cooking. He's making two lasagnas. He's making his famous TJ's jam dot cookies. He's making this. He's making that. And and it's like he wants me to feel sorry for him, but I'm like, bro, this is a choice you fucking made. Absolutely. I don't cook shit. I just put a I give somebody a credit card and things happen. It's yeah. much easier this way. Yeah. I think that generally speaking, that attitude about cooking, like either decide like people are like, Oh my god, it must be such a pain for you. Like every Thanksgiving you have I'm like, what do you mean I have to? Like I get to, I like to, I want to. Mm. It is my pleasure truly to do these things. And like the second that it becomes unenjoyable for me. You absolutely better believe that I will not be doing it anymore. Wow. Okay. So let's talk about YouTube cooking then. Okay. Has that ever become a not so enjoyable slog? This is a job. Don't like it as much. Um, no, there was a, when we first started making home movies, we were putting them out every week. Um, and we were still filming them in batches. Like we would do like anywhere from four to six videos in a one to two day period. Mm-hmm. And that felt like, okay. At the beginning, And then somewhere in the summer, I was like, this is, I think it was like August. I was like, this is no longer sustainable for me because it's like, Mm -hmm. and and also honestly not sustainable for our producer and our editors and everything like that. It's just too much editing and too much back and forth because like they look at it, they edit it down. They send it to me. I give them notes. Like it's like a full thing. And then like you write a newsletter, you format the recipe, you like do the thing. And it's like, I also started asking myself, like, does this need to exist? Like, I think the videos are great, but like, could we survive with one fewer or two fewer a month? Like probably could I make like, would they still be fun? Would I still enjoy them? And I think in order to avoid burning out, we just mm-hmm. paired back and now we just do them every other week. Okay. Okay. Tell I, I could tell that it was going to become not fun if we That's had smart continued that pull, cadence. Pull out when you know. I mean, I think that the the cadence of this podcast is something that we unfortunately are extremely married to. Really? I just think it's something that actually sets us apart. You know what I mean? In a way, in a, in a nice way. And it's like, yeah. I don't know. I'm just, once I decide to do something, I'm like, we're, I'm, we're like the mailman. We're always there. Rain, sleet, snow. <laughs> you are simply always there. Well, I also think as soon like, as you to figure out other things that you're doing, which I'm sure you have a million things lined up for 2022 and beyond, you might decide like, okay, we're going to start moving more into this space, which means like maybe we do scale back here, but at the that's like a net positive for your brand building look roman once we sign once we sign the hbo deal the podcast will probably suffer a little bit but that's yeah, something hopefully we hopefully we can avoid you know depending on the the bandwidth of our team yeah once you have i have too many other things going on and if i had nothing else going on i would still be doing them once a week maybe even more than that but it was like okay yeah but it seems to be going quite well and that's not just because david chose involved it seems like you're really leading the charge <laughs> Well, everything he touches turns to gold. Um, so yeah, a lot of it is because of him, but yeah, it's going really well. I think also I had, we all sort of had really low expectations and we're like, we're making these videos cause we like to, and they're fun and we have a really good time doing it. Like on set, we have an absolute fucking blast. We, now that we're not 
trying to make them every other week. We no longer want to kill each other. Um, but we're proud of them and we think they're fun and they, they add value. Like we're, I, I find them to be educational, but also entertaining. And I find them to be like a good thing to put into the world. Like they're not just like a nothing. You're Allison Roman LLC now, you know what I mean? So things hit because you, <laughs> I mean, you had, you traditionally, you had jobs, you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, I'm sure it feels good to see the fucking Zells hitting and knowing that you're responsible for it. And it's like, yeah, you decide when it comes out, you decide what the content is like. It's it's power. I, I've just I, I've never really had a job, but it seems really powerful <laughs> to go. No, but I mean, for real to be like, oh, must be nice. It's Chris. great. Honestly, it's great. I was poor for a long time. It, it, honestly, it shows. Some of us have never had a job. And it Thank shows. you. But I mean, the the, the I, I just feel like the payoff. Like when something works and it's your entire responsibility, I'm sure that is a very like satisfying thing that I could never relate to for that reason. You know what I mean? Like you had to go. No, but you had to go through the gauntlet of all these idiots weighing in on what you're doing. You're like, I don't fucking care what you think. And now it's like I make the decisions and the response is good and it's growing in the right way. And that's nice. Yeah, that does feel really good. I think the other end of that and I, you know, comes when you actually aren't sure or you're like, I've gotten no like. You get feedback, but you're like, is this good? Is it working? Could it be better? Like, I am the kind of person who really enjoys being pushed creatively. Like, I love being edited. I love, like... Edit me, daddy. Yeah, exactly. I've actually said that before. I, um, <laughs> I've i already made that joke. But um, no, like, I, I enjoy being challenged creatively. And I enjoy, like, I think it makes me a better writer, a better mm-hmm. cook, a better whatever it is that I'm doing. And working alone, you get you get less of that. And so you're kind of relying on yourself. And so then you become like the biggest asshole in the room. And you're like, well, is this good enough? And everyone's like, yeah, it's great. Trust us. We're, I'm just like, well, I don't even know. Cause nobody's telling me it's bad. It's like, <laughs> okay, well maybe it's good. And that's why. And, um, and yeah. And also the other end of that obviously is when you fuck up, you're alone. <laughs> so um, it's on you, but yeah, for, for better, or for worse. Yeah. Faster alone, further together, as they always say. Yeah, but it is a good feeling. Well, luckily, you've diversified your, you know, your real estate mogul now. You have a lot going on. So it's, it's not, you've, you've, you know, I'm sure your, I'm sure your crypto is booming. It's, um, it's a slow you know, and the, steady drip. Yeah. The Allison Roman NFTs I saw selling very well. So that's nice. Um, <laughs> I don't you know, have any. It's been, of those, it's been by a big, way, thank you. Do you, do you uh, I mean, if somebody, uh, I don't, I don't think that you're an NFT nut. No. I don't think you're going loco <laughs> over it. If someone presented to you just the sickest idea for an Allison Roman NFT, would you would you put it out into the world? I think somebody would have to be like, here's what you have to do. Here's what it means. And here's how much money you would get. That's me with every single deal in yeah, my entire no, life. Ex- so it's- Exactly. Same. Where I'm like, how much is this actually putting in effort? Is it something that already exists that you're turning into an NFT? Am I losing money at all? Like, do I only have money to make? Are we losing money at all? So just to be clear, we're not losing on this, right? Well, I'm like, ca- it's not like, oh, it's like a X dollar buy-in to like get, I don't know. I, I don't know how NFTs work, obviously. I I like that you're, I like that you're talking about like it's poker though. What's the buy-in on NFTs? Cause I, I don't know. That shows how little I know about a NFT. I'm a little cash poor right now. Yeah. So I was just making sure. The house always wins with the NFTs, girl. <laughs> Are you doing another book? Yeah. I'm writing another book. What's it about this time? <laughs> What's it about? <laughs> um, he says that to every authoress that comes on the show. Oh, you got a new book? What's it about this time? Authoress? Wow, I like that subtle uh, misogyny, Jason. That was really. Cool. I didn't say authoress. I said 
Othrus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. The pronunciation does make a difference. Yeah, that's true, that's true. That's true. Not a difference, a huge difference. <laughs> <laughs> After you, my lady. <laughs> um, Chris, the lady has the floor. <laughs> this is so humiliating. Um, this is it's a dessert book. Oh, you know. Oh no, that's that doesn't really work for me. I've cut out desserts. Chris is a dessert person, but he has to abstain. I've cut out desserts. I'm sure. Just like drugs and alcohol, and it's really? um. Why is that? But you also don't like food, so what the fuck do you care? What's it about? Good point. No, but the only food I really liked is dessert. I mean, that's the uh, thing. I was I'm a real I'm a real sweet tooth guy. It it was just time. It was too much. Like I was eating dessert every night. It was yeah. You're a real extremist. You're like I like this too much. Get it out of my fucking life. Like if I were anyone close to you, I would start to question whether you liked me that much or not. Because if you did, you probably I want don't. To get rid of me. I, nope, I don't like any of them that much. And luckily, I can't OD physically on people. <laughs> but if I could, I would have been in the hospital a lot. You know what I mean? But the problem with mean, Chris. Yeah. And and being a staunch remover of desserts is you know you know when the alcoholic kind of starts taking a little hit off the mouthwash when no one's looking he's sort of <laughs> dipping his toe back into the dessert pool as it were and he's begun eating breakfast foods <laughs> you know what I mean so he'll be like like granola bars no more like. Oh, like a chocolate croissant. Like, oh, oh people okay. eat people eat croissants for breakfast, right? So this is not dessert. Not a chocolate one. Not a never never a chocolate. I had a bite of the almond one at your house, and you're gonna fucking vilify wow. me on mic for that. And I thought our relationship was stronger. There's been some other moments where you know at John and Vinny's they have the little red, red and green like mini Italian cookie cake yeah, thingies, like the rainbow cookies. Yeah, and he's like, "This is breakfast, right?" You dip you those know? in espresso. I thought I didn't know that that was it, <laughs> but that's not the point. The point is, what kind of desserts are we looking at, Roman? Cakes, pies? Yeah, I mean, what? It's there's cakes, there's pies. It's basically desserts for people who don't like dessert. You know who doesn't make dessert? <sighs> Spago. They call that a tart to tan. <laughs> Okay, the, the tart to tan at Spago, short crust. No, not a puff pastry. Got to be puff pastry. It was it was a fucking travesty. Or I could see pie crust, but not a short crust. Got to be uh, got to be puff. Cool. cool thing to say. <laughs> uh, so can you give us can you give us a preview? Can you tell us about one that you're? Does the so book ex- have a title? Yeah, the the title is sweet enough. Oh, I, I like that. That's good. I like that. that. I like that your book title is also a Billie Eilish song. It's perfect. <laughs> That's perfect. Well, uh, the older I get, the older Billie Eilish gets. So I feel like we will like eventually. Good point. Great. She has she has been aging lately. Yeah. Is there a recipe that you're just like you really want to nail, like a dessert recipe where it's like this is important to you because you have a personal connection with it, perhaps? Um, just nailing that perfect key lime. I already nailed the perfect key lime. Okay, maybe a maybe a house made pop tart. Well, I will say that the challenge of this of this book, the challenge being the first two books, I sort of put in what I thought were like definitive, like easy to make, like Mm. desserts for those two books. And now I'm obviously not repeating any of those, so I have to kind of think, okay, but this is also its own version of like it's not like a beginner's book. It's not like how to make dessert. Like there's no, it's not like an instructional <laughs> vibe. And it's also not for real pastry heads. Like if you're heavy into desserts and you bake all the time, you might be mm-hmm. a little bored by this, but not bored. But like you might be like, oh, I want something more. To me, I am the kind of baker and dessert person. I was a professional pastry chef for many years. And so I learned mm-hmm. how to do stuff, but I never gravitated towards it. It wasn't like like the thing that I wanted to eat. So for me, I'm always like, I just want the best version of something. Mm-hmm. So what's going to be the, yeah, let's get, yeah. let's cut to the chase. What's going to be the hit 
You know what I mean? What are you feeling like? This is this is going to be the one that takes over TikTok. I feel really good about this. <laughs> oh, like, God. we're putting this shit on the cover. Like, you know, what, not a cookie, not a, a cake. Like, well, that was what I was going to get to. Is that I've had to really examine. And this goes back to gift giving, the tiger, etc. Like, mm. is this book for me or is this book for other people? In that, like, mm. I realize that, like, I'm not actually that into cookies. Like mm. if, if I'm making dessert, if I'm eating dessert, it's like fruit based. I don't really like chocolate that much. It's a, oh. it's like a cake or it's a pie or it's a tart fruit based. What is wrong what with is you? Wrong? I'm going to return my delicious. pre-order. <laughs> I'm the same. I'm, I'm with you, Roman. I'm going fruit over chocolate all day, but we can't just have 300 pages of different galettes. You know what I mean? No, and it's not. There's, I, and I had to, I had to, Allison? I, there's not, there's only like three galettes in the whole thing. Okay. Okay. But okay, there's, okay. I, I, I find that like I leaf through a lot of dessert books and I'm like, that sounds good but like am i ever gonna make that like Mm -hmm. i can't imagine the occasion when i would ever want to make that so i'm trying to make a very useful book so i'm not gonna get the i'm not gonna get the allison allison roman's peanut butter bomb or anything out of this no that's not me no they're all just they're they're all things for you know all levels of base pastry baking making but it's really for the person who enjoyed the first two books that's like oh all the desserts i made in those books worked and i never bake right and so i wanted sort of a whole book of those things that would even if you want to bake once a year and most people want to bake once or twice a year, mm-hmm. right? Otherwise like, and this book is, for well, that. It's, it's, it's more than me. I'm looking at zero, uh, but the, the sweet enough, well, that's because you hate joy. <laughs> sweet enough. I do hate joy, except during the Christmas season. Uh, the well, sweet enough is a good ass title. Though. I really Great like title. that. Thank you. I appreciate that. There's, you know, double meaning. Yeah. There is something to unpack with that title. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'll be with our therapist on zoom yeah. next time. Yeah. Well, yeah, the, the, the common theme that all of your books have, which is like, you were just looking at it. Like, this is what I would like in my mind, nothing crazy, just the best version of it. Yeah. I know a few little I would tricks. like a little something different. Yeah. A couple little tweaks. I picked up a little methods along the way. They work for me. Maybe they'll work for you. And yeah. your, your track record really speaks for itself. Every time Thank I you. see a Roman recipe, I'm like, this isn't going to be fucked up. Like it will be good. Yeah. That's the idea. I want, I want someone to be like, Oh, here are a full, here's a full book of dessert recipes where I know regardless of your skill level or enthusiasm for dessert. Cause oftentimes we're also baking for other people. Usually almost always. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I want the recipes to work and I want them to be fun and interesting and like not bore people. I think dessert books, like people who tend to be into dessert or focus on dessert as their like main thing are so mm-hmm. heavy into them that it can be alienating to other people. And I'm sort of, I, I think, coming at it from a different perspective, which makes me actually very insecure about the book because I know that I'm not the best at it. Whereas like cooking and like fun, easy dinner recipes, I'm like, oh, I feel very confident in this arena and we're dessert. I'm like, there are so many better bakers than me out there that are making books today. And like, I'm not that person. Yeah, but they don't have, they don't, they don't have the Roman touch though. That's the difference, baby. That's why you're. Don't not- worry about pastry Twitter coming for you. No, I'm not. Most of them can't <laughs> afford iPhones and the phones they do have, they're so filled with flour and. That's true. There's butter in there. Yeah. Who needs, who needs, you know, expert pastry skills when you have a star quality? That's what we care about. You know what I mean? I don't give <laughs> a fuck. And that's why I'm on this podcast. Exactly. Stars only. Uh, actually, yeah. Allison Roman, we appreciate you joining us. Uh, another episode of How Long Gone the Books, the ho ho How Long Gone Christmas special. Uh, really, really a branding opportunity for us. So people can subscribe to your your uh, popular Substack. They can watch home movies on YouTube. And sweet enough is in stores. When do you think? Can you give us an estimate? Oh, like 2023. That's how long books are okay. taking to make right now. That's why I'm not talking about it. It's like supply there's chain nothing to talk issues about. Yeah. going on. It's wild. They're like, yeah, it's. 
it's insane to me right now how long books are taking to me. And you're like, do you know who I am? And they're like, yeah, even for you. Yeah. <laughs> well, I did. I used to famously turn in all my manuscripts like so down to the wire. Mm-hmm. And my agent's like, yeah, no, we can't do that anymore. I was like, yeah, but like, you know, it's always, I'm always good for it. She's like, yeah, no, we, we wow. simply can't not, do not- that. It's time to grow up. It's time to yeah, grow up. Um, exactly. So no, we appreciate you joining us. It's always a pleasure. Um, and uh, so happy to be here as always. Thank you. I, I hope you enjoy your Christmas. We love uh, you, Roman. Thank you. And I, you. Thank you. It's a true honor. Thanks for spreading this Yuletide cheer with us, Allison. <laughs> That's right. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Christmas Day.